Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. Speak today to Bradford Cook, who's the CEO of Aztec Minerals. He's also running Endeavor Silver at the moment, so quite a significant day job. He talks about how much time he spends running this project, the team that he's built up around him, people who can discover things. Uh, they have two projects, Tombstone and Cervantes. Cervantes has been parked up for now because they haven't been able to get interest in the marketplace. Something to come back to at a later date and hopefully retain some kind of value. Tombstone is something that the market has got excited about in the last month uh, or so. Uh, share price having trebled. We talked to him about his business plan, how they hope to develop this, this uh, company and take it forward. Um, they seem very excited about what they've got. So do enjoy the podcast. Bradford, how are you doing, sir? I'm very fine, thank you. Good, good, good. You're speaking just from uh, Vancouver. I was going to say sunny Vancouver. It's probably not, is it? Well, it was beautiful yesterday. Did a two-hour bike ride, but today a little bit cloudy. A little bit cloudy, okay. The weather report from Vancouver, all part of the service. Uh, why don't we kick off with that one-minute overview of the business, then we'll pick it up from there. Sure. Aztec Minerals is a private company that I founded back in the 90s. And uh, we um, focused mostly on Mexico for two decades and ultimately had an opportunity to come public through an IPO in 2017. So we're a three-year-old company, basically, in the public markets. Uh, Aztec is a, a junior exploration company headquartered in Vancouver. We have two world-class prospects, if you want to call them that, uh, in politically safe jurisdictions of Arizona and Sonora. Uh, one of the projects we've already drilled a discovery on, a bona fide gold copper porphyry discovery. The other one, which is our focus this year, the Tombstone Silver District in Arizona, uh, is only 40 miles away from the massive Taylor discovery of the last five years. And so we're trying to replicate the success of Arizona mining and go drilling at Tombstone this year to see if we can find a uh, multi-million ton massive sulfide deposit. Okay, fantastic. Great summary. So, um when we've never spoken to a company before, we always like to try and understand management's mindset, what they're trying to build, how they're going to get there. So why don't we kick off with that? Can you kind of describe in 2017, what did you set out to do and what you think you've done since then until now? Well, rule, rule number one in, in commodity investing, especially mining, is, is management, management, management. So I secured the services of Joey Wilkins as our chief geologist and CEO. Uh, Joey spent almost 20 years with the Kennecott Group uh, focusing on porphyries. He's a porphyry specialist. He's worked all up and down North and, and Central America. And uh, he actually lived in uh, Mexico for several years on behalf of Kennecott. So he's our go-to porphyry guy. And uh, because he lives in Tucson, he identified and helped us to acquire the Tombstone Silver District, which is barely an hour's drive on pavement from Tucson. So uh, management, obviously, and I populated the board with uh, serial discoverers. What do I mean by that? Mark Rebliati, uh, awarded prospector of the year years ago, uh, at least three world-class porphyry discoveries to his name. Uh, Pat Veras, who built up a, a Far West Mining on a discovery in Chile, and then they sold the company. Uh, and of course, myself running Endeavor Silver. So I think management, management, management is the place to start. We went public in 2017 because the markets at that time did open up and there was an appetite to 
um, invest in junior explorers. We did take that IPO money and we did go drilling at Cervantes and we did make a discovery as promised. Unfortunately, the markets went soft on us. So this is effectively a reboot here in 2020. Right. Okay. Um, again, th thanks for that. Um, what I'm what I'm trying to understand is, you know, it's obviously it's it's been three years. You've got a, you've got you've, you've got two projects that you can work on. One's got a discovery. Great. You're chasing gold, copper, porphyries, elephant hunting. I think is a phrase that you use quite a lot in your um, presentation. And you've got a team of discoverers. Uh, uh, to use your your phrase. Um, what what do you do now? Because obviously you've had a great um, May in terms of share price. Because a month ago, this was another sub five million dollar company market cap. No one's interested. I think you, you've said that yourself. You've what do, what's 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 changed in the last month? So just so I understand what's been going on. Is it because of what's happening in the ground, or is it because of what's happening above the ground? We did bring in uh, Simon Diakowski in March to help us on the finance and marketing side. And Simon is currently consulting for the company. So he's been uh, very useful in, in uh, getting us eyeballs, effectively getting me in front of cameras, in front of investors, in front of brokers and analysts. Um, you know, I'm just the chairman and the founder and I have a full-time job elsewhere. So, uh, but I can tell the story because I'm the founder. And Simon wanted me in front of investors, and that's really all we've done. You know, one of the things I've learned through 40 years in the business is that uh, investors generally don't get on a, a, a bandwagon that's sitting in the station. But once that bandwagon gets moving, everybody wants to jump on. And that was just the, the, the secret was we needed to get things moving somehow by showing people what we've got. We're very proud of what we've built here. And the market had absolutely no respect for it. So we just changed uh, a couple of people brought in Simon, and uh, now we have offers of financing, something we wouldn't, didn't have three months ago. So next up, obviously, we're going to raise some money so we can drill tombstone this year. We want to spend something in the order of $700,000 uh, drilling several main targets at tombstone, and uh, let's see what we got. Okay, so why are you not focusing on Cervantes uh, as well? I mean, when you say the story went soft, has it gone soft because no one's interested in what you've got going on there, or is it the, is it genuinely because the, the commodity prices just don't justify? It? I mean, what's happening? There was a little definitely in both the commodity prices and the market for junior explorers. So no question, there was a, a pretty tough bear market from 2018-19, and of course that changed about nine months ago, and especially in the last two months, we've seen <clears throat> rising investor interest for even junior companies. Uh, so that that's one thing. The other thing is that Tombstone is uh, a lot easier to get to, a lot cheaper to drill, and the the size of the target is a lot, or the the, the target is a lot more obvious. Right? We just completed a geophysical survey, which were the results we released late last week, and the, the reason for uh, the recent action in the stock. Uh, we have uh, not only a geological clone to the Taylor Discovery of Arizona Mining, only 40 miles away. Uh, we now have the geophysical uh, backup, plus some historic drilling uh, that removes any doubt that we have massive sulfides at depth. We have massive sulfides at depth. This we know. 
Okay. Yeah, it's just a question of how much. Okay, well, let's, let's stick with Cervantes so we can just we can we can park it. I want I want to know what you're going to do with it. Are you literally parking it up, bare minimum spend, or are you going to offload it, or do you think there's some inherent value in it at some point down the line? I mean, what's well, your view? Our, our wish list is to our wish list is to drill Tombstone and then come back and drill Cervantes again. Uh, we own 65% of Cervantes, uh, and we have an option to acquire 75% of Tombstone. Uh, if we can't do both. At least we've had uh, significant inquiries from major companies about Cervantes, primarily major gold companies, interestingly enough. And if you look at our drilling results in 2017-18, I think that is almost self-explanatory. We had a fantastic find. Um, you know, the, the, the top five holes were plus 100 meters of plus 0.6 grams of gold plus copper. And this is the top of uh, one prospect, and there's seven drill-ready prospects on Cervantes. So it's, it's a great opportunity to drill a cluster of gold-copper porphyries, build up uh, you know, typical bulk tonnage targets, and uh, they're more suited for major companies than they are junior companies. We're there for the discovery phase. And if we can do both drilling programs, we will. If we can't, then we've got majors inquiring about coming in on it. Okay, so you're a discovery company. So are you, say, are you saying like prospect generator, or are you saying discovery through to early stage exploration? I mean, where where, where does Cervantes go as far as you're concerned before you offload or Are monetize? we a prospect generator? Yes. Do we use that term? No. Why? Because most prospect generators generate prospects, spend you know tens of thousands of dollars, and then they hope and pray for somebody to come along. We drill. We're prepared to spend millions of dollars. So we generate the prospects, but we love to drill. Okay. So what's the timing on that? Well, the timing on Tombstone is um, uh, assuming that we do accept one of these offers of financing in the next month, uh, we could be uh, actively drilling by the end of July. Uh, let's call it August. And by November, we'll have uh, drilled, I don't know, 10,000 meters plus and have a pretty good idea of what we have. There are two different types of targets at Team Stone. There's a, an open pit there in the middle of this historic silver district. Uh, the district date, dates from the 1870s to about the 1930s. And these are all classic high-grade oxidized silver veins. And the maximum depths were 180 to 200 meters. Then they hit the water table, and that was it. Interestingly enough, there's a geological discontinuity at the water table, uh, and the favorable host rocks to something bigger lie below the water table. And instead of veins, we're talking about carbonate replacement deposits, which can be measured in tens of millions of tons, sometimes even 100 million tons. The Taylor discovery I mentioned 40 miles away is the most recent success story in our business. From 2015 to 2018, Arizona Mining drilled out 100 million tons of 10% zinc equivalent and accepted a takeover bid for $1.8 million. So this is the size of the prize at Tombstone. We have the next uh, geologically almost identical silver district to um, Taylor. Uh, it's never been seriously drilled below the 200 meter level. By the way, I should point out that Taylor's, the top of the Taylor deposit is 1.2 kilometers deep. So it's not an open pet. So, but how, how can you, Brad, Brad I mean, how, how can you make these sort of, you're so, so early stage, okay? 
You've done an AMT, you know, geophysical survey. It's so early stage. You and every, but how can I be so certain? Well, can we yet? Come on, every single explorer wants to tell the best possible story, but you don't know enough yet, do you? Well, uh, we selected these two properties because they both had prior drilling. So if you look at Tombstone, the near surface stuff around the open pit in the late 80s, early 90s was drilled post production by a company called USMX. And they intersected, if you don't mind me looking at my cheat sheet here, they intersected holes such as 44 meters of 1.6 grams of gold and 91 grams silver, 69 meters of 1.4 grams gold, 28 grams silver, 30 and a half meters of 2.7 grams gold and 38 grams silver. So we know there's epithelial mineralization remaining around the pit, uh, in the pit walls and the pit floor. But again, the real prize is what's below, what's below 200 meters. And it's a different type of geology. It's a different type of deposit. Instead of epithermal, you know, open pit heap leach target, now we're talking bulk tonnage, underground, massive sulfides uh, like Taylor. And how do we know that we have that? Because if you look at the drilling that Santa Fe Gold did in 1989, uh, they drilled one hole under our property, under the north end of the con contention pit. And at 600 meters depth, they intersected 7.2 meters, 9% lead zinc, 0.6% copper, and 32 grams silver. That's a massive sulfide, 600 meters below our pit. One hole. It's the only hole. One hole. Correct. And so we ran the geophysics because we wanted to know what ties to. And now we have a good idea. We've got this big bullseye target, if you will, in the AMT survey. That's why we had so much action in the stock in recent days. Well, and you, you've been telling that story to a market had not heard it before. So you're still a $14 million market cap, right? So... Uh, listen, listen, we've got a $14 million market cap with uh, with a discovery already at Cervantes and a drill hole in massive sulfides at Tombstone. This is a good head start. We, 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 shall, we, shall, we shall see over the, over the coming days. So you're, you've outlined your um, time frame there. Um, how much time are you spending on this? Well, again, as the chair and founder, I spend maybe an hour a day on it. You know, I get up early in the morning and I do my calls and then I go off to my day job. Right. Why wasn't it working before? Why did, why did it take Simon Darkowski to come along and make it work? We didn't have any presence in the market. And when we drilled the discovery at Cervantes, uh, all we had was a bunch of technical people. And I include myself in that. So without any market presence, every time we released draw results, the stock went down. <laughs> and when right. we stopped releasing draw results, the stock went up. <laughs> Fantastic. That doesn't make sense. That does not make sense. No. No. No, sometimes markets are irrational. Okay. So what are you going to do about it? I mean, are you going to spend more time on this from now? I mean, you've got, you've got a pretty big day job. So are you going to spend any more time on this? Well, Aztec is structured as part of my retirement plan. I own about 8% of the stock. Uh, Coor Precious Metals owns 5%. Um, two uh, strong shareholders in Europe own about 15% between them. Uh, so we have a, a well-structured company. There's only 40 million shares out. Like you said, there's a 14 million Canadian market cap, uh, but compared to peers who've already got something like Cervantes, we're still undervalued. So, but we can't do anything without money and we can't do anything without drilling to create value. And we're, we're a value creation company. We're focused on discovery and we'd love to A, make a, a bona fide new discovery at Tombstone and B, return to our discovery at Cervantes. So how much are you raising? 
Uh, to be determined, but I think a minimum million dollars, and then we'll see. Because you've just raised dollars you've just, what we want. You've raised four hundred thousand recently to just kind of keep the lights on, bit of GNA, etc. A million bucks. What, what does that do for you? I mean, what, what can you do with that? It doesn't sound like a lot. No, a million dollars takes care of the plans for Tombstone this year. Two million dollars takes care of two years of plans. Three million dollars takes care of Cervantes too. Is, is that the pace you want to move at? Whatever the market gives us, we'll take. Okay. I can't do any better than that. You can't do any better than that. Okay. Well, like, um, let us know how you get on, because you know, it's, it's like I say, it, it's like I think, unfortunately for you, you're at that stage where there's many, many stories like this. Uh, you're going to disagree because you're going to tell me you've got the best the asset under the ground. There's lots of junior companies with lots of geophysical anomalies, but there are not many junior companies with uh, uh, 14 holes in a bona fide gold copper discovery and several historic holes in a bona fide either epithermal or CRD discovery at Tombstone. We selected these properties because we thought they stood out hmm. and we weren't guessing. It's just a question of how much. In both, on both properties, is a question of how much. Do we have 100 million tons of gold copper porphyry, which usually isn't enough? Or do we have 500 million tons, which is enough? Do we have a million tons of massive sulfides at Tombstone, or do we have 40 million tons? This is what we're up to. We'll find out. You'll find out. And if we get 40 million tons, if we get 40 million tons, uh, I already gave you the example of Arizona mining. And we, we see... Uh, successful discovery receiving offers. So we're just trying to focus on what we can control, which is the raising of the money, the selection of the drill targets, the drilling of the holes, recognizing what worked, recognizing what didn't, and doing it again. Great. Stay in touch. Let us know the, how you get on with the next phase, because I think that's, that's important. Absolutely. Good. Okay, well, thanks for your time. Yeah, it'll be a fun year. Yeah, it should be. It should be. So like, thank you very much for your time today. Uh, we'll speak to you again soon. Lovely. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.